Hey, you're listening to Featuring Filmmakers, a podcast where we talk to people in the filmmaking industry about their projects and the creative process behind making them. My name is JJ. And I'm Amanda. And this is Featuring Filmmakers. To give you more context around this conversation, we highly recommend watching the project discussed on the blog at featuringfilmmakers.com. Today, we're talking to cinematographer and director Joshan Anderson. We're talking to him about his project for musician Isaac Hopes on a music video for the song Sunder. Without further ado, let's get into it. Joshan, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate you being on the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about how you got into filmmaking. Long story short, got into architecture school in about a year and a half, had like a midlife crisis at like 19 years old. I traveled with a camera. So I went to New Mexico, stayed out there for about a month, went to Utah, stayed out there for about another month. And I was taking pictures of like grass, trees, just nature. And I was like, you know what? I'm a photographer. (laughs) And um, I came back and I realized I had to, because I dropped out of college, I need to make money, I need to pay my bills. So I had this camera and I was like, let's gun ho with it. Let's do it. So I, I um, before I had dropped out, I took one film class. And I think that was like kind of like my foundation. And it kind of gave me a little bit of courage and confidence, I guess. And then from there, I just started like picking up jobs from like different weddings, from like church people and little by little started just growing from there. Today, we're talking about a music video. Um by Isaac Hope, Sunder is the song. And were you the director and the DP on this? Yeah, so I just hit him up and I was like, hey man, I got an idea. Can I create a visual to your song? He was like, yeah, go for it. And I think like in his bio, it said something like he's based out of London. I'm in the States, so I was like, there's no way this guy's gonna respond back to me, but you can't can't hurt with a question. Like you can't lose with a question, so. Yeah, I always say just shoot your shot, shoot your shot, because truly, like, you never know what can happen. Exactly. And that's, I pretty much take that philosophy throughout my entire career in life. That was a few, that was several years ago. I had, like, a DSLR, like, an ADD camera or whatever, and I tried my best to, like, create something, and I hated it. It was horrible. (laughs) And I ended up um, just, like, putting it to the side for two years. Two years, you know, after that. I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to really like produce something. I need to like create something like good, like something that I'm proud of, right? Going into it, you probably had a little bit of an idea of what you're wanting to recreate. Did you, did you start from scratch or? Yeah, bro. I, I completely, I hated that video, <laughs> and it was incomplete. I started from scratch. How? What was your process like for planning this out? Did you document a lot? Did you have a storyboard? What was your pre-production process? For me, I knew that I was gonna be a creative. I wanted to do more music videos. I wanted to direct. I wanted to DP more. So I created kind of a template for myself. Um, and from there, I just started to sketch. And I had this this one image, this one frame in mind. And from there, I'll just play the song on repeat, man. And I'll just draw. Um, drawing was kind of like my first like hobby, I guess. And it's something that came natural to me. And so I would create this storyboard and this rough idea uh, visually. And then from there, kind of crafted a story around it based off of the song and the lyrics. 
So, you know, going back from drawing and studying the lyrics, and in the lyrics, it's, it's scripture. So I would go to the scripture and just, like, discover, like, okay, what is this artist trying to say, and what do I see from what he's saying? Um, and then from there, once my storyboard was, was mapped out and I, I felt the story was well-crafted and could be understood... I thought of different people who had uh, strengths that I didn't have. So I reached out to, I think, a total of eight people, um, ranging from uh, a clothing designer, Margaret Burton, to a stylist, uh, Audrey, um, my best friend, Davian, who is uh, the guy, the black guy in the, the jean outfit. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's blind. He's a blind dancer. Wow. Uh, wow. And he, he has an incredible story. That's a whole different, like, that's a whole different story in and of itself. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Davian is that's a That's a yeah. different podcast, but I'm in. That's a different podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm actually doing a doc on him right now. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, so I was like, I, I want him, because of who he is and, just his person like he definitely has to represent like this spiritual the spiritual godhead um and i just found like eight people all right who who can do like bts for me and all the things that i know that i didn't care to do or couldn't do or wasn't strong at um i found someone to be like someone to keep track of my time and like make sure we're on this the right shot at the right time because at the time, I wasn't great at organization. And I was like, yo, I just need all these people in place, and then we can create an amazing, you know, film. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my pre-production process. Yeah, that, that's great. That's pretty, like, self-aware to be pretty early in the game, I guess, to say, hey, this is not my strength. I think I'll get somebody else to do it because... I feel like it took me a lot of years to get to that point where I was like, this isn't my strength. Maybe somebody else can do it. Because I, I naturally, I, I have a bit of ego in this. And in that, I'm like, oh, let me do it all myself. I got this. I want to say I'm a one-man band. But it doesn't work that way. It's a lot better when you have other people in on the project, you know? Yeah, sure. So that's pretty cool. Um, so you were talking about drawing, which I thought was really interesting. Um, you kind of drew all these images. Because I, I don't... I can't draw to save my life. Um, yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I really do. But um, you were talking about drawing, and I thought that was cool that you sort of drew out the story in that capacity instead of like writing language or making a, a treatment or whatever. You just kind of went into the storyboard. Is that correct? Yeah, of course. Uh, growing up, I always told people that... My communication isn't the best. I could always draw like what I'm trying to feel or what I'm trying to say better than what I than what I could actually say. And so mm. for me, you know, a painting, you know, is worth a thousand words. And so that's one of the reasons I guess I I'm in filmmaking and photography, I guess, subconsciously. I don't know. Wow. Um, but it was just something that came nat it was just like what is the easiest and most natural way, the most authentic way that I can create this thing because like this was the first time that well I wouldn't say the first time but it was definitely one of those times where it was a project like it felt like an itch like I had to like you know what I mean like I had to get it out it had to come out of me 
Um, and so whatever resources that I had, I used. And so drawing was like the most natural thing. And so I started there. So you obviously had a deep connection to this story. That's sort of the itch, correct? Yeah. At the time I was going through like, I don't know, it's it's hard to describe uh, in words and really even communicate to other people because it's so intimate, right? It's so personal. Like if you listen to the lyrics, like what he's saying is he's seeing like spiritual things and he's the only thing he really understands and knows is God and that God is a savior. Right. And so at that time it was so, it was so prophetic. It was so timely for me because I was experiencing that. Um, and so, yeah, this was kind of like an outlet and, and through the entire process, I felt like it was therapeutic. Like it was like a, a, a tool for healing for me it was kind of like a, a marking point for me on how I want to create like in my career and, you know, end goal being like creating for healing. How did you go about choosing the other talent? I, you even referenced that you um, had a vision of a woman in um, an abandoned house. So obviously this was something that was like tied to what you had within the story. How did you go about choosing who was in this music video? For me, the best type of sets are the sets with your homies. <laughs> uh, so everyone that was on set, they were all my friends. They were all like cool people of mine. Um, and so, so her name's Emily Sage, and we had done a few photo projects before that. Um, Emily, like if you meet her, she just exudes like... Uh, She's like very, like very ethereal, I guess that's the word, like very ethereal or like dreamy. She's a musician. So like her music is like that, like it, it's very airy. It's very like deep and emotional and intimate. And I was like, oh, she's perfect. Like I have never directed before, but I feel like I could, I could direct her. You wrote this piece, you produced it, you directed it and you DP'd it. Is that correct? Yeah. Cool. So you wore a Dang. lot of different hats on this one. Um, is that normal for you? Do you do that often? It's not as normal now. Okay. Uh, since I since I shot that three years ago, <laughs> I didn't know that much. So I thought that was the norm. And I was like, dang, this is a lot. Like, is this sustainable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do people really do this? Um, yeah. And I edit it too. Uh and I, rem I remember after shooting it, like, I remember, like, feeling drained for a few days, like. Leaning into that, tell us about, like, the production days. Um, so we scouted it for a few hours, uh, probably, like, a few weeks before we actually shot. On shoot day, we were there for, like, three hours, man, and the cops came. Ooh. <laughs> the cops came because there was uh, black mold in the abandoned school and he was like oh, hey no like y'all need to get out of here like this isn't this isn't healthy like oh. what are you guys doing here <laughs> yeah oh, thankfully gosh. we were done shooting like did you get sick after this shoot is the real question no um can i speak for everyone on set i don't know <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> not quite sure about the rest of them but. not sure <laughs>
So what did you shoot this on? I think it was a C200. Uh, and that was my first time operating that camera, bro. You know, I didn't, I didn't have any gear. Uh, but my buddy, Jacob McCall, he was like, yeah, just use my gear. Use whatever you need. Maybe like 10 minutes before we shot, he was like, this is how you hit record. These are the settings. Go for it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, sounds good. Yeah, sometimes you just got to use the tools that uh, you have in your toolkit um, and focus more on the, the art side of it and then let the gear kind of just like do what it needs to do. That's cool. Obviously, you said you had some like, black mold on set but tell us about one of your <laughs> favorite moments yeah. on set we had we had everyone there the gear was set and ready and everyone just like looked at me and was like all right what do we do and we set everything up and i hit record and it the first shot was of emily um walking through the hallway and it it was main most of the uh, first part of the video was natural light, and just that first shot for me was the most euphoric feeling ever. It's an incredible feeling. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, yo, I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, mm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It yeah. was such a fulfilling yeah, feeling. It is such a beautiful moment. It is such a fulfilling, wonderful feeling to have planned all this, dreamt all this up, and then boom, it's right in front of you. It, 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 I understand that feeling. I'm sure JJ, you do as well too. Mm -hmm. But it's like full body chills type moment where you're just like, this is what I wanted. This is it. And sometimes, you know, there's it doesn't always go that way on set. Sometimes you have to kill your darlings. I heard that in a book. I read that in a book one time from, I forget what filmmaker, what director, sorry. But it's true, there's certain moments that you have to sort of release. But when you get that initial feeling of, oh man, this is everything that I wanted and dreamt of, it's so incredible. I like that you spoke to that. That that feeling when you started the shoot, did that sustain throughout the shoot? Yeah, I, I quickly lost that feeling, bro. Um, that That euphoric feeling was the one thing I had to remember to keep me going. JJ, does it last for you for the whole shoot? For me, it's usually like, I mean, at this point, I don't really get that feeling until in editing oftentimes, just because there's so many thoughts and like things that need to get done that those things sort of create stress. And then stress is like the killer of all good things. So uh, it eliminates that feeling. But then I have found in editing when it finally starts to piece together because even at the end of shoot there's all there's always doubt of like did we get everything we needed did it look how i thought it was going to look uh and there's all that like doubt and for me it's not until it's like pieced together in the edit room and you've gone through that process of like this isn't what i thought but i'm it's okay it's something different and it still looks good and it's going to need to look like this like that whole process happens and then you end up at the end with like, ah, uh, like I, it's here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we made it happen. Yeah, that's That's cool. what it's like for me anyway. Sorry, we're just going off. Sorry. <laughs> but I feel like you're a natural editor and that's like one of your strengths for sure. So I could see how that would be, um, you know, even it would be 
highlighted in the edit room because that's mm. I I think where a lot of your strength lies. Um, did you do you edit in Premiere or Final Cut? What's your tool of choice? So believe it or not, I'm still in Final Cut Pro X. Nice. I believe it. A lot of people yeah, use Final Cut. I will, do. I, will, I will cut something up in Final Cut. So I started out in Premiere Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still proficient in Premiere Pro. But when I, when I started doing weddings full time, the studio, they had already bought Final Cut. And they're like, hey, can you just learn this um, since we have it? And it's more efficient for weddings. Like Premiere Pro, you don't really, yeah, like you don't, Premiere Pro is too too big. It's weddings, you know, you need something like lightweight. How was the transition from Premiere to Final Cut when you did that? Easy. I learned yeah. it in a week. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people struggle with Premiere or have, they maybe are getting it together <laughs> to some degree, but a lot of people are jumping ship um, either into yeah. Resolve or Final Cut, so... But that's usually like the biggest concern is like, oh, I don't know, like I'm just used to it. Um, but it sounds like it's not as difficult as it might seem. Mm-mm. I learned it in a week and I ended up loving it more than Premiere for the type of projects I was doing, right? So like Premiere definitely is stronger, but I just love like the key tags and like the way I could organize my clips and like look at my clips visually and I was like, oh, this just makes sense for me. Cool, let's do that. Did you have, was there like a part of the edit that like excited you the most? Um, Even like to this day, is there a a certain part of the edit that really stood out to you that you you really liked? I'd say it it goes back to when I did that first shot of Emily in the hallway, just walking. It just Mm -hmm. brings me back to that feeling that I, that euphoric feeling that I had and... It was just a very simple, well-composed shot, you know? I noticed you talking a lot about the process and talking a lot about intention and the value that that holds. And I was just going to speak to that and say, I like that. I think that's amazing. I think that that's a really cool thing that you carry with you. And I, I'm on the same page. I think that creating a space for people to grow and thrive and then also enjoy is what's important and valuable. And creating... You talked about creating valuable worth and, you know, bringing peace to the world because there is a lot of chaos, a lot of noise in the stuff that we make and consume. And I thought that that was really cool. And I was going to mention that and just say that I like that. I think that that's a cool thing about you, that you have that and you carry that with you. Like the product is is the byproduct of an amazing process and community. That'll preach. Was there anything uh, on this music video that looking back now, anything you would have changed or done differently? We shot it on two different cameras. Most of it was shot on that C200. And I think there mm-hmm. was one part where Davey and his dancing, where it was shot on like my Sony. And I, I wish I had shot everything on the C200, just looking at the colors. But then again, I, I don't regret anything. Like I did everything... I mean, I, I used everything, all of my resources, right? And I don't know, I wouldn't go back and change anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a better question to ask is like, uh, what did you learn from it? Because I feel like oftentimes you need to make the mistakes that you made. Uh, and it's all a part of the process. And it's more so like what 
what did you do that's going to affect how you do things in the future? What did you learn from it? So that's um, good. Yeah, yeah. That's the cool. biggest, yeah, man. The biggest thing I learned was like leadership, um, and seeing the strength in someone else, and then pulling it out or like calling it to attention. I didn't realize I could do that. I also didn't realize that I was a thing. I think authenticity is a it's a pillar of leadership of, of of great leadership. So as we kind of wrap up, what is one piece of advice you would give to fellow filmmakers? When I first started out uh, freelancing and like starting my own production company, I met up with so many people, and my number one advice is to get coffee with as many people as you can and just listen. Ask them their story um, and how can you help? So we also ask the question, what's a project you'd like to see featured or a filmmaker you'd like to see on, or you'd like to hear on featuring filmmakers? Okay, so this guy was like a mentor. He started as like an amazing friend and I wanted him to kind of be a mentor and just like help me. And I'd ask him about like, yo, what insurance do you use? Like, how do you like, how do you buy a, a Venice 2? Or like, you know, like crazy questions, random questions. And he would always be there to answer. And his name's Jake Coletta, um, amazing, amazing DP out in Charlotte. One of the best, cool. in my opinion. And um, super cool guy, humble. He's a dad, um, and he loves film. It's awesome. That's awesome. We love dads. Jay's a dad. Yeah, we do. We love dads. <laughs> Shout Come dad. on. We love dads and we love moms. Happy belated Father's Day. Well, I thank you, it. man, for for being on the show today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great thank conversation, you sure and it's always fun for us to connect with people all over. Um, and that has been true with you in this conversation. Um, so we appreciate you coming on and this is a cool project. Um, thanks for making it and continue to make cool stuff. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. If so you're much. in Charlotte, North Carolina, hire, hire our friend, Jojo cat. <laughs> Jojo. <laughs> I'm changing my Instagram to that now. <laughs> you should. Jojo oh, cat. actually that's a good, uh, that's a good segue. How can people find you? Um, if they want to check out some of your other work. Yeah. So my Instagram is Joshan Anderson underscore DP. That's J-O-S-H-A-U-N. Um, or they can go to my website, which is www.joshanderson.com. Thanks for being on the show. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Featuring Filmmakers is made possible by Harvest Film Company. To dive into content about these projects that we discuss, you can go to our blog on featuringfilmmakers.com where we have everything laid out with behind the scenes, the original project discussed, and additional episodes there. So check us out at featuringfilmmakers.com. Thanks so much for listening. Love you. Bye.